know, triple track technology is really based on the science of hyperacuity. And that goes back to the, to the way that our eyes work in, in how we align things. This is the Fitting Room Podcast. Here's your host, Nate Adelman. Yes, indeed. This is the Fitting Room Podcast, part of the Callaway Podcast Network. Also in the network, the Ship Show, Girls in Golf Podcast, and of course, the Win po- the Windcast with Amanda Balionis. But this is the Fitting Room, which happens to also be the longest running podcast in the Callaway Podcast Network, uh, approaching four years now. So thank you to all of the listeners out there who have demanded more and more episodes. And today, I am extremely excited because I have a special guest host with me today. And it is none other than uh, actually a former guest of the show, a former also guest host, uh, guest on the live show, uh, The Fitting Room Live on Sirius XM Radio, and that is John Milnarski. John, welcome to The Fitting Room. Thank you for having me. So excited. Excited to come back here and hang out with you and talk about golf equipment. And John, for those of our listeners who are here for the first time talk to us a little bit about your experience here at Callaway Golf and what you're up to now so I've been a full-time employee for about eight years now Uh, started in the fitting team as a full-time club specialist so literally my job was to work with customers helping to find uh, and optimize golf equipment for them so in the last couple months my role has changed a little bit but still within the custom fitting team and uh, and here we are and it's good actually now that we'll have we have a represent an official representative from the fitting organization to actually say <laughs> stuff that maybe you know would be considered factual, um, and I, I like having you here because you'll actually you know keep me honest, keep us keep us with accurate and good useful information for golfers. A fitter in the fitting room is pretty sweet, and I'm excited to be here. Good. So now we have one and a half fitters in the fitting room, <laughs> as opposed to a half of a fitter. Uh, but no, today's episode is actually, uh, I would say, one that you you wouldn't normally consider a traditional fitting topic, you know, the way loft or spin or ball speed is. But in the last couple of years, at least from my perspective, the idea of visual cues or visual technologies has become an integral part of the fitting process, specifically with putters. But we're not here today to talk about putters. We're here to talk about golf ball. So... John, talk to me a little about what you've seen, like h- how visual cues on a golf ball has evolved over the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like to your point, I mean, it, the golf ball conversation and fitting was basically non-existent five, ten years ago. Um, for instance, in the fitting bays, five years ago, we only had one golf ball that we used. Right now, we've got multiple den caddies that you know that that we offer up for you know de- depending on certain players' needs and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, and, and we've noticed over the years people use sharpie marks on their balls, and they're you know starting to change things up. Truviz has changed things a bit, and now we have a new technology that we feel like is uh, is pretty impressive. So I'm going to stop you right there. Because we have another expert here in the house to help us talk about what you're referring to is uh, brand new triple track technology uh, seen on Callaway ERC soft golf balls and now Chrome Soft X with triple track golf balls. And that is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Darth Finley, Jason Finley. He's here. He is the director of the golf ball category for all of Callaway Golf. Jason, welcome to the fitting room. 
Well, thanks for having me. It's a it's a pleasure to be on and, and sit with you two esteemed gentlemen. And it's not your first trip here to the fitting room. So No. So No. I would say in fact multiple occasions. Right. So yeah uh for different purposes. For many different purposes. But um we're we're lucky to have you. And so let's dig in on to triple track technology with respect to fitting and how it can help you play better golf. Uh, through the selection of your equipment. Um, so first, let's start from the very, very top. Uh, assuming that if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen Triple Track. <laughs> if if you haven't, this is a great opportunity to plug. This is actually, podcast is being video recorded. So you can watch it on YouTube and on CallawayGolf.com slash podcast. You can watch this episode of The Finger Room. You can see Jason holding different golf balls. You can see the beautiful monitors. Um, and you can see how, how good looking this podcast crew is. Um, so <laughs> I don't know, but the golf ball's good looking. The, the, at least <laughs> the golf ball. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So Jason, start. Uh, start. Let's start at the top. What is triple track? So the the science, you know, triple track technology is really based on the science of hyper acuity, and that goes back to the to the way that our eyes work in in how we align things so the best way for for those of you that that don't know what it is and have not seen it or aren't watching um the simplest way to describe it is it's three lines that are on uh you know just about half of the golf ball and they're the the way they're spaced apart the color of them is all based on the way our eyes work to help you better align the golf ball so how that fits into fitting a person into a golf ball is really about how it's going to better help you get the ball aligned, particularly on the green, but really throughout the golf course as well. So um, Doc Hawk, for example, I got to play golf with him last week, actually, and he uses it off of the tee. Mm. And it helps him with his swing path and his directional alignment off the tee as well, and even on par three. So um, it, it does have some benefits beyond just putting, but certainly as you get into the, the fitting of a golf ball and what can be important, you know, as John, you mentioned Truvis, right? The, the decoration, if you will, of a golf ball is becoming, you know, as much a, a part of it as a performance characteristic like the spin or the speed or any of those things uh, could be. And, and our line represents that because we do have so many options. Now, before we get into some of the performance data, which the show, we love data, um, I got to ask this question. It's a little bit of a nerdy question, but <laughs> drawing, I know the, the ball that splits the hemisphere of the golf ball, the red line in the middle, mm-hmm. that one I'm at, you know, we've done a lot, done that with markers. Yep. There's stencils that you can do that. I know a, a bunch of Callaway golf bags used to come with the stencil. Yeah. Um, but how do you draw a straight line on a curved surface that's not splitting the hemisphere. So that's the two blue lines on the outside. I guess we kind of take for granted looking at it that it lines up nicely, but I cannot imagine that's easy to do. It's not. And being the the guy that when we first started looking at this, um, actually had to try and make some of these by hand, I can promise you it's not easy to do, even if you have a proper template or or anything like that. and the, the downside to trying to do something like this yourself is you're doing it with a Sharpie that is not going to last very long, right? We've all put some right. sort of mark on our golf ball that 
after a period of time, if, if you don't lose it, of course, uh, those marks will, will go away. So uh, this is all done in factory. Um, every single golf ball that has the triple track technology is made right here in the U.S. at our golf ball plant in Chicopee, Massachusetts. And uh, they're actually done on machines that we have developed and are proprietary to us. The same machines, in fact, that put the Truvis technology onto our Chrome Soft golf balls as well. Um, but you're, you're right. The, the biggest challenge to this is not only getting those lines straight, and, and to your point, you're putting a straight line on a round object, which is not easy to do. So and a lot not of even the flat side of the round object. Co correct. Yeah. So um, we've a lot of work obviously went into that. Um, but even, you know, getting the consistency of the inks and things like that and getting it to stay on the golf ball are not as, as trivial as just taking your typical Sharpie and, and marking a golf ball. So, um, but there is a lot that went into the development of the pattern itself uh, in the spacing and the lines and, and a lot of work went into uh, that. And, and that's kind of where the triple track idea started. So if we wanted to go back to where it all came about, um, it, it takes us to St. Louis, Missouri, back to the original mm. history of this. And uh, a gentleman there uh, named Ray Barrett, uh, he's an older gentleman, and he, he was having trouble with his golf game and wanted to, to find a way. You know, he was the, the typical guy, I think we've all seen this, where he would hit a shot and say, where to go? <laughs> uh, right. And he was looking for help in a way to see the ball. And his wife actually was a um, interior designer and told him, you know, the idea of marking his golf ball in a, in a bigger way with contrasting colors that would help him see the golf ball, she said. Um, so he did that and did it in the form of lines on the golf ball. And pretty quickly, he realized that he was using those lines to putt and found himself putting significantly better. Mm. Um, so he is, he was friendly with uh, a gentleman by the name of Dr. Carl Bassey, who is a professor at the University of Missouri, St. Louis, and an optometrist, uh, teaches in the School of Optometry there. Um, and so he asked him about it and, and where it came from. And he said, oh, well, Ray, I think you've come upon the idea of hyperacuity. And uh, as Ray tells it, he uh, kind of jokingly said, well, that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> uh, you know, when a doctor is telling you that you... Uh, hyper anything, yeah, you're yeah, a yeah, runaway. Not, no, not thank good. you. Yeah. I know in the doctors I've been seeing, they tell me hyper anything is not good. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so he, he started looking into the idea and, and asked him to, to go back and do a little research. So it actually became a part of his curriculum in the classes that he was teaching there. Um, and a lot of the studies and research were done by by that team there at the University of Missouri, St. Louis. So, um, you know, they they found that very similarly to how an aircraft carrier works, which I would consider that to be a pretty precise task. Mm. Right. If you're trying to land a plane on a boat. Um, so you want you want that to be very precise. So very similar to that. It's also if you think about the scope of a rifle, which. Mm. Um, obviously, you're trying to, to be pretty precise with that as well. Uh, so that's the, the same idea. That's where the idea of the contrasting colors, straight lines, all that really started and, and came about. So how did that come to Callaway? That was a uh, connection through a gentleman by the name of Jim Holtgreef, who was a former mid-amateur and Walker Cup captain. Um, and he knew Chip. I, I had met him many years ago. 
so they, they brought the idea to us and, and here we are today um, after some testing that we have done we, we definitely thought there was some benefit to mm. golfers so that's that's why it's in it's in the line today well Jason thank you for that history lesson um, ironically enough though this is not the history room this is the fitting room okay and so we need to get into performance and data so so John that's that's exactly what I was thinking I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm chomping up the bit over here right I'm so data driven um, you know seeing launch monitors for the majority of my my uh, my Callaway golf career and Jason what can you share with us from a numbers perspective where is it improved things how you know how does uh, you know what are the percentages and, and the breakdown of that? Yeah, so there's a there's a couple different ways to to look at it. You know, first and foremost to me, uh, it's starting on the green, right? Mm. So um, as I said, I think there is some benefit um, hitting it off the tee, but but really what you see is you know improved consistency and improved aim actually at the target on the green. So uh, the best way to to describe it is. For those that don't typically use anything uh, on their golf ball as an alignment, when they compare triple track even to a, a side stamp, it's 27% more consistent for, for golfers. So wow. um, you start to think about you know data like if you're misaligned by a degree on a 12-foot putt, you will miss that putt. So if you can, you can incre- increase your accuracy by 27%, that's going to have a significant benefit for golfers. And while I'm not making any promises here, that will generally lead to making more putts. Mm. So, Jason, I happen to uh, have formerly been in that category of someone who does not use any alignment while yes. putting. You know, trust the, trust your feel. Trust, And um, I recently All learned, the feels. I learned of this data recently. Yes. Um, and so I decided, you know what, this data is way too compelling like 27% more accurate, like that, that equates to like, you know, two or three more putts made per round. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so I said, you know what, I'm going to give this a go. So last weekend I played for the first time with triple track. And for me, it was really helpful 10 feet and in the yeah. putts you're trying to make mm-hmm. when it's a lag putt. It's really speed is probably yep. still King, but it's the putt that's 10 feet and in you pick a line there, there it takes a lot of the guesswork yep. out of once you get it set up it takes the guesswork out of line and speed you can just focus on speed and for as long as i can remember i've never drawn a sharpie line on my golf ball ever <laughs> yep and it was i i had did not three putt last weekend so there's something there it's it's staying in the bag for now yeah you know you're right and i think you know that there is some some even some some history on why this golf ball looks a little bit different there in what you just talked about in that, you know, Phil was one of the first ones that we showed this concept to, to kind of get some validation on the idea. And his comments to us were, I love it, but the original prototypes had the triple track on one side and your traditional side stamp on the other side. And he said to us, I always use a line uh, when I putt from short, straight on short straight putts but i don't use a line on long putts with a lot of break because i i want to focus more on speed and yeah. you know you're 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 not necessarily trying to make those putts you're trying to get it in that right circle of friendship as i like to call it right and um 
so that was the idea that he wanted a blank side to the golf ball still. So that's why you see what is traditionally the side stamp underneath the, the pole stamp or our logo there and the triple track on the opposite side. But he uses it almost primarily on, you know, putts under 15 feet that, you know, don't have a ton of break in them where he's really looking at a spot, if you mm -hmm. will. And that's when he's using triple track. So let me, uh, for, for you, a hardcore data gentleman in the room with me, let me drop another one on you. Please. So if you define better as golfers that either had better absolute aim at the target or had greater consistency of their aim, 86% of golfers aligned it better with triple track technology. 86? 86%. So this is before actually striking a putt. This correct. is just at address. This is just at, correct, at address where the ball is aimed. So either closer to the hole or the intended target line, if mm -hmm. you will, or with more consistency when doing that same action multiple times. 86% showed improvement. Were the 14% also medically blind? Well, ironically, when you look at the data further and break it down, 100% uh, of the lower handicap golfers showed improvement mm. or better consistency. Uh, the numbers were a little bit lower for less skilled players. So what I like to believe is they're probably just not as consistent with it in general. Uh, that any, might be part of, of the reason setup. why they're yeah. handicappers. Right. Got it. Mm, the you numbers. You've seen that in the fitting bay. Absolutely. Sure so, I mean, there's there's probably no golfers that would not benefit from using triple track technology. Is that a fair statement? I mean, all golfers will see some sort of a, a benefit. My legal department would, would have some criticism for me by saying this but the majority of golfers will see better alignment whether that's absolute aim or improved consistency in their aim yes so and triple track technology is what will do that for if them. we were if we if we rewind the clocks about not even too long seven years ago eight years ago when we did putter fittings there was it was about Head weight, it was about lying, it was about loft, length, it's probably about it. With the introduction of Versa technology from a visual standpoint of high contrast alignment, um, I mean, Versa still th flows through a lot of the Odyssey products today. Marksman, two ball, um, alignment, visual, and visual cues and alignment is now an integral part of the putter fitting process. 100%. Whereas, you know, like, you know, when we were all growing up, we didn't think twice about it. It was just what, no. what head shape feels good, you yeah. know? And so with golf ball, I mean, like John said in the beginning, golf ball fitting is relatively still on the, you know, adoptions yep. curve is still like picking up in, in momentum. But where do you see visual technology on the golf ball like five years from now? Is it going to be like putters now where it's a standard part of the process? Or do you think... We've reached, you know, where we were going to go. I, I think it's certainly the, the golf ball landscape is changing in the sense that, you know, even five years ago, you didn't have things like matte finish golf balls. You didn't have Truvis golf balls. You didn't have alignment technology. And, and certainly triple track was the, the leader in that space. But but you're already seeing it. Uh, today, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to say that there are some that are have been pretty good fast followers in this mm. case of trying to, you know, uh, I will say duplicate, uh, although not doing it very well, 
um, you know, what they're calling alignment technology. Um, but I, I definitely think that there will be more of this in the selection process of your golf ball. And I think there will be some things that may not be visible on a launch monitor, for example, but just like we talked about the alignment and better alignment with triple track, I think, I think you would be missing out if you didn't consider that as part of the, the process for, for when you were considering which golf ball you should play. And, and for how important it is to kind of speaking from um, from my neck of the woods uh, and how dedicated we are to this, um, each of our sales reps in the field mm-hmm. now has a, a laser and, an, and a laser board to talk about the alignment story around yeah. the cup. Um, you know, so so as those reps are going around the country talking about the, the new technology, that's something that they're utilizing with each and every account that they see to show how much the golfer can truly improve so, with their so unpack that a little bit. So talk, talk through what that process is as a golfer going to get fit for a golf ball that's a new part of the fitting so Absolute, unpack that a little absolutely and i mean i mean like we're all golfers in the room and listening so i mean if you set up to a putt and you're not you know you're not aligned your 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 odds drop significantly right so the way in which we kind of set that up and we kind of talk through some of that is we have the the, the golfer set up with their gamer putter and a blank, plain, conventional white golf ball. And we have them set up and we, we lay the laser down and we align to see where they're actually aimed, right? Are they right, left, right on center, wherever it is? Most of the time it's off. And typically we run the test right around 10 feet. And then what we do is we uh, we remove the uh, the plain white conventional ball and we put in triple track golf ball and, and we line it down and we have them line it and we say, okay, now let's remeasure. and. And literally, we don't have the specific statistics yet because it's so early, but I would say it's, you know, the improvement is probably 50%. I mean, it cuts yeah. in half of how far right or left the player was aimed. Um, and then and then we, we start to move on through, through and maybe talk about putter head shape and all that kind of stuff to, to even make that better. And what is that laser device called? It's a, it's a Vizio. It's made by Vizio. It's a, a, a Vizio aim board. They sell a kit uh, and that can be purchased on odysseygolf.com. So that that sits and the laser goes perpendicular to the putter face. Yep, shows you where the putter's aimed. Yep, yep. Um, on, uh, yeah, there's also versions you could do that with a string. Yep, but exactly. uh, laser is a little more efficient. Well, so really, what what when you start to think about what triple track is doing for you, you know, it's it's very rare that you go to a PGA Tour event or any competitive event and you d- you see players like legitimately practicing their putting where they're not using a chalk line or a couple tees or something to help them with the alignment of what they're doing alignment sticks whatever the case may be um so you know really you know sean toulon talks about this a lot when he's talked to mike shannon uh, about this idea it's really like having a chalk line on your golf ball right Right, which is completely now, legal in this case, which is great. Now, Talk Jason, like you every hole is not. Right. I know <laughs> you like p- picking fights with haters. Uh, what did, What about the haters that say it takes too long? Yeah, I, I don't want to. Uh, it takes too long. What do you say to them? Well, I would. Uh, first thing is, it's going to take less time if you make more putts because mm. you're not going to have to take as many shots. That's, Boom! That's my favorite. That's my favorite. <laughs> I heard. I think I heard it. Uh, you say if if anyone in your group is giving you a hard time because you're lining up your putts, you say two putting takes a lot less time than three putting. Yes, that it'll save us all the time. Yes, uh, so that that would be my first pushback. Um, but secondarily to that, I would say you know I consider myself to be a pretty swift mover on the golf course. I don't like to waste a lot of time out there, and I have uh, I have not a lot of patience in my body either. Um, and for me, what I found is 
I probably don't use it as well as I could even. I put it down and you can immediately tell if it's if it's off or not. And so I use it, I would say, trying not to be the anal guy that goes down four times to right. adjust it. But it's like a reference point for me, and right? This golf ball is much faster than if you just have a single Sharpie line. Oh, for sure. Much, much faster. Yeah, I mean, just think line. about if you're if you're hanging. This is very familiar for you, someone that's been working on a lot of home improvement projects, mm. both of you, mm. right? If you're hanging something on the wall and it's a, it's a straight line. So if you were hanging a golf shaft, for instance, on your wall and you tried to, to hang it, it's very difficult to ensure that that is straight. If you hang a picture on the wall, like we're looking at a picture of a Matt Ryan jersey right above your head, Nate, mm. you can tell very quickly if that picture is aligned because you have multiple edges of the frame there that you're looking at. Right. So it's much simpler with multiple lines to ensure that it's lined up than one single line. Okay, so for those of you who are convinced that triple track is at least worth a go, uh, if you think you might be in the 86%, that could be put a little better, aligned a little better, then turn off the podcast now. Um, I'm, I'm about to venture, uh, this is uncharted waters, a uh, little theory I have I want to bounce off you guys. Oh, boy. Um, this could be completely... <laughs> These are no, always com interesting. Complete nonsense. Um, okay. Could be. Here's where, here's where my head's at. All right. We've talked about this a little bit on the show. It's a really ambitious topic to talk about on a podcast, but we talk about the effects of eye dominance and fitting. So uh, if you look at the... Uh, I, I don't know the exact number, but a vast majority of PGA Tour players happen to be... Well, they're right-handed. If they're right-handed, they're left-eye dominant. And part of that is uh, that when you're setting up for a putt specifically, if you're left eye dominant, your left eye is going to be able to see the line a little easier. And same with full shots. And um, we've seen a lot in the fitting bays that eye dominance can affect your setup and can affect your aim and all sorts of things like that. So my theory on this, Jason and John, you guys tell me if I'm complete wacko on this. For those who are right eye dominant, it makes a technology like triple track that much more important because you're taking some of the reliance of on-the-spot al alignment when you're standing over the golf ball and you're looking and you're adjusting. It takes some of the, we'll say, the handicap of being a right-eye right dominant away by having a triple-track technology. What do we think about that? I would absolutely totally agree with you um and, and God, like, i was hoping you i know we are going to go back and forth <laughs> but it's it's too easy not to say that you don't no matter what no matter the skill set right yeah. you're you know you're you're a you're a professional golfer right or you're just getting into the game right no matter what by having that i it's a win-win and i i completely agree with you and and kind of going back a little bit circling back to the the pace of play thing right um one thing that I found on the course with, with, with playing with this a little bit too, and like especially most of the time you're playing with buddies, right, for, for the majority of the time, but there's no harm in if the buddy, you know, the buddy's putting, you know, and, and their back is to you, there's no harm in going up there and putting the ball down and kind of having it, you mm -hmm. know, aim generally, right? And then as your buddy's putting out, then you confirm your line, then you step up and you hit it, right? There's certain ways to go around it, but not to get, not to get away from your right yeah. and left eye dominant thing, but I wanted to add that because I yeah. thought that was pretty helpful for pace yeah, of play. For sure. But Jason, do you have anything to add? Do you, do you agree with what Nate was saying as far as the, the dominance and I agree. And I think it, you know, there's, there's different ways that you can use triple track, right? Some people are going to benefit more from it when they're standing behind it. And some people are going to benefit more from it when they're standing over the top of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Either way, the principles are the same. Right. Um, it's just, again, in how you're 
eyes work and then you start to get into that combination of your putter and how it'll work together with whatever alignment aid your your putter may feature whether it's two balls or lines or multiple right. lines or whatever the case may be but the, the same principle is going to fit into the same way you would fit a putter right if you if you have something else to focus on you are going to have a better chance right and in triple track we talked a lot predominantly with putting it doesn't have to be used on putting you know no. we, we've seen it off the tee a lot i mean obviously you're not going to ch- move it in the fairway hopefully uh but uh <laughs> even for with respect to eye dominance it can help off the tee as well for sure um, um but anyway we can get off that that's eye dominance is a whole nother topic that we well discussed. one thing I, I think this is this is this is relevant to the since it is the fitting room is that i've heard on on drivers is that for those that really struggle with their swing path they actually use triple track as kind mm. of a reminder as well of if they want to come a little more from the inside they'll actually align it on the tee in such a way that they kind of want to hit it on the triple track like right? when your instructor says swing out to right field correct you can sit, line it up to right field correct. and hit it hit it that correct. way that's good too yeah um so i wouldn't say this with the usga listening but it could be a little bit of an instructional aid at the same time uh-oh. for sure yeah. oh don't worry they're not listening yeah and, and to that point too right i mean you know uh, we all we all know the golfer that you know as they're trying to align on the par three or off the tee they you know they find a little dark piece of grass yep. or the old divot in front to try to line up to swing you know swing the club over or kind of help them get square whatever it is well sometimes you don't have that because the the tee the is so nice right yeah um and, and that's exactly what that does it takes the place of it and especially at the places you play yeah, uh, i was gonna say <laughs> <I was guessing. laughs> um all right well jason uh you've dropped some some knowledge on us today and we're probably gonna wait you know give this at least like nine to twelve months to air out before we have we have you back on the show so any final words from you i think you'll have want to have me back before that <laughs> okay <laughs> I think you might have some more stuff up up, up your sleeve for springtime. We, we might, and, and may, you never know, maybe even more triple track. Uh-oh. Quattro, anything? I am excited to have Jason back and talk through more of this because I think this is a, a really impressive technology, and I hear feedback from customers all the time, from traveling the country, from fitting events, whatever it is, how successful, how easy it is, um, and uh, excited to see more and hear more. Great. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Fitting Room Podcast. You can always find us um, on iTunes. Hit the subscribe button, SoundCloud, Spotify, um, anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also tune in to the Fitting Room uh, every Monday night at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM Radio, the Fitting Room Live. And we will answer your questions live on the air. If you have questions about Triple Track or anything else, give us a call. John, you will be on the show with me this Monday, I believe. I'm excited. We'll be there. And so any questions for John, um, make sure you uh, uh, get ready for that. Um, And, of course, if if you have questions that you'd like to get answered by the uh, fitting room experts, you can head over to the Callaway community, callawaygolf.com slash community. Click on the fitting corner thread. Ask your questions there. Your questions will be answered. The best shows get, or the best questions get pulled on to the podcast and also onto the live show on SiriusXM Radio. Um, this episode of the Fitting Room was produced by Alexis Eater and Tyler Sheehan, and we'll be back next week with another episode of the Fitting Room.